The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. We're talking about unlocking God's promises. This is part two. And again, I'll have my husband, Pastor Doyle Jackson, at the second half of the show. And we'll talk about unlocking God's promises. You know, God is an awesome God, isn't he? He has so many good things for you, for me, for us. He even has so many promises. Sometimes there's a condition. (laughs) Sometimes there isn't. Uh, All throughout scripture, we see again and again and again the promises of a faithful living, active, awesome God, why don't we just start our day today by by a prayer and just acknowledging that and acknowledging him for who he is. I don't know where you're at if you're driving or on the treadmill, but you can bow your head in your heart <laughs> and I'll bow mine. God, I we come to you today. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you, God, that you are a God of promises. God, you are holy. You are mighty. You are faithful and true. You are the one true living God, and we love you, Lord, and we just want to declare that today, that we love you. You are awesome in power. You're a wonderful counselor. You're mighty in deeds. And today, Father, we pray that you would soften our hearts, open our eyes to see your word, open our ears to understand your ways, and speak to us. God, unlock the things for each one of us that you would have us to say and to do and how we would live out our lives holy and pleasing before you. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Don't you like praying? Don't you like praying in Jesus' name? The reason we can do that is because of the cross, and he died for you. Jesus loves you so much. He He went to the cross just for you, and on that cross, he covered everything. I love the cross because Jesus suffered for us on the cross. He covered where we need healing on the cross. He covered our shame. He totally knew what it was like to be rejected. Didn't he? His friends, his family, the community. He understood rejection and pain and hurt. And he understands you. He understands where you're at. And because of Jesus on the cross, he is our covering. He covers us in righteousness And so he stands almost between us and God and says, listen, here's my daughter, here's my son. And they, because of him and because of what he did on the cross, we can be in right standing. We can be in a right standing with God. And the big biblical word or churchy word for that is righteousness or holiness. And it's not that we're perfect. It's that Jesus was perfect. He was the only perfect one. I think sometimes we feel as if, Unless we're perfect, we can't come to the Lord, but we can come to the Lord in our imperfection because of the cross. And he was the perfect one and he covers us. He covers us that we might go before the father in boldness for mercy and grace in our time of need. So today, let's unlock some of God's promises. God says that we are a holy people. He wants us to be a holy people. And in Joshua Three, five, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do 
amazing things among you. Isn't that so beautiful? You know, consecrate. When you consecrate something, you set it aside. You you set it apart so that it would be different. I remember in school, my, my parents would say, you're to be different than the other kids, Jennifer. We're expecting a higher standard of you. We want you to, to stand out in a, in a God-honoring way. And it felt like such a high calling. And, and I'm sure your parents may have said that to you at some point in your life. God, he says that to us. He says, you're my people. And I want you to separate yourself. I want you to consecrate yourself. I want you to uh, to realize that you're holy, that you're pleasing, that you're, in my eyes, that's how I see you, because of Jesus and because of the cross. Let's look at another verse. It says in Joel 1, 13 to 14, Put on sackcloth, you priests, and mourn. Wail, all you who minister before the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth, you who minister before my God. For the grain offerings and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Summon the elders who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. God's people are to be holy. We were to cry out to the Lord, declare a fast, have sacred assemblies to minister before the Lord in tears and And in prayers, have you ever done that? You know, I think that that is one of the steps to unlocking the promises of God for a church, for a community, for your family. And that's when you 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 might even think about doing this kneeling beside your bed. (laughs) You know, we used to always do that, didn't we? As kids, we would kneel beside the bed and pray, of course, bow and pray over a meal. But what if you did that? What if you knelt beside your couch or beside your bed, and you just read this Joel 1, 13 to 14, and you just began to cry out to God and, like, pray everything you could possibly think of that's inside your stomach, in your gut, in your heart, and just cry it out and get it out. And in that process, I think part of what we can do is say, God, these are the ways that I may have been offending you, and I'm asking you to cleanse my life. God, these are the things that I see that are happening around me that we have no control over, you know, and and to begin to pray into those things. But just ask the Lord, invite the Lord, say, God, we want to be holy unto you. We want to honor you. Show show us if there's any any way, you know, David, King David, he would pray any offensive way in me. Lord, show me that way. And and that is something that we can do to to begin to understand that God that's where he wants us in that sweet spot, that sweet spot with him. And I think prayer is a big way to start uh, that process. Well, you know, you're saved and you're called and he has a purpose for your life. It says in Second Timothy 1, 8 to 10, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but now has been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ and has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So God has actually called you to a holy life. He has called you to be saved. He wants to save you for all of eternity. 
and give you, he wants to give you a purpose and he also wants to give you grace. And that is the beauty of this discussion is that this is grace is something that we are unable to receive through effort. <laughs> this grace is something, it's just a gift of God and, and the, the pleasing of God and the grace of God. It, it just, it's just a gift. The salvation of God, it's just a gift to us and we just receive that. It says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love that passage. That was the life verse of Lydia Prince. And Lydia Prince was a family friend of our family, the Jackson family. And Lydia, she went to Israel in the 1940s. She she was from Denmark. She was single. And she decided to dedicate her life to the Lord. And she was a school teacher. But she decided to be a missionary to Israel. And it was right before the war in Israel, right before the uh, the Israel became a state. And here she is, a single woman, and she goes to Israel. There's a fabulous book. You can read about it. It's called Appointment in Jerusalem. And she begins adopting children. And she adopts little Jewish children, little girls, and little girls that are Arab little girls. And she ends up, she has eight little girls that she adopted and started raising. And it's it's a powerful story because Lydia had to believe God in faith for the food, for the housing, for everything that she needed for these children, and ultimately for a husband. And God God provided after the war. She had a, a Bible study in her home for soldiers, and one of the soldiers decided to stay behind to marry her and take on all these orphans. That soldier's name was Derek Prince. He's a famous Bible teacher that you may have heard from around the world. He's in heaven, of course, now. But I love that verse because Lydia Prince... She knew that God had created in Christ Jesus good works, which he had prepared in advance for her to do. Some of those girls that she adopted, now they're, they serve the Lord in different capacities all around the world. But some of those were family friends and one I grew up with, one of those daughters. She even, uh, she would rescue babies and, uh, just take care of them, infants. And be their mother that they really, really needed. I don't know what God's called you to do, but he has a promise. He has a promise for your holiness, a promise for your salvation, a promise for your purpose, that the grace that you're going to need to fulfill a good work that he's prepared in advance for you to do. Maybe it is adoption. Maybe it is a rescue of someone who needs help or is serving him in that way. I don't know. But one way that we find out what that purpose and calling is, and that is to fast. <laughs> Jesus said, we don't fast for show. In Matthew six twenty two, it says, when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So when we fast, you're going to unlock the rewards or the promises of your heavenly father. 
I have some New Year's 2024 Wait on the Lord sheets for you. Those are on my website at jenniferjackson.com. And what you might do, these are some journaling exercises. And one of them in here, one of the questions talks about fasting and what you're going to fast this year. Maybe you want to fast social media. I don't know, television and social media for 21 days. Now that's a tough fast. But if you did that, you could say, God, what do you want for this year? What's your purpose? God, thank you for saving me. May your grace cover me. May the cross cover me so that I might be consecrated and wholly set apart to you. I'm fasting this so that I can spend that time with you. I don't know. You you may want to do a Daniel fast. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Maybe you want to do a full fast. There's so many good ones. But those all those journal sheets, they're at JenniferJackson.com. So go there. It's right on the splash page, JenniferJackson.com. Your New Year's 2024 Wait on the Lord journal sheets are there for you. And someone else is going to be there for you today, and that's my husband, Pastor Doyle. I am so excited that he's with us, and we're going to unpack this today. We're going to talk about unlocking God's promises. So don't go anywhere except go to JenniferJackson.com. I'm Jennifer, and you are listening to Simply for Women.